Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Yo, it's Kid Coffee Black. Um, I'm sure most of y'all are music fans. <clears throat> like me, uh, you're always looking for a new sound. Well, if you haven't, you should check out my sleeper section. I have uh, a collective playlist that I've been putting together over the past couple of months. Um, I used to feature the songs at the end of my shows. Uh, for some odd reason, I am no longer able to do that. So for the fourth of Oh man, I can't talk. For the foreseeable future, I will only be putting together the sleeper section playlist. Uh, sorry if this inconveniences anyone, man. Um, it's less musical research for me, <coughs> and more time I can put into my more time I can put into my shows. So, uh, yeah, man, keep fucking with that sleeper section playlist. Let's get into the show. Try to shoot again. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I am the man, the myth, the legend. That is the Kid Coffee Black. Uh, 
Welcome to the Fire in the Kitchen podcast, latest edition, middle of the work week, hump daying it out. Hopefully everybody's been uh, doing well. Hopefully everybody is in a good mood, you're in good, good spirits, hopefully uh, the world has been good to you this week. You know, I'm hoping you've been uh, drinking water and eating healthy and trying to get your body right you know, for next summer because you got to work on your summer body now. You know, if you start now, by June, you should be tight. You know what I'm saying? You'd be straight. You know, wear that bikini that you got last year. Well, shit, man, how y'all doing? Hopefully, uh, everybody's cool. Hopefully, this Christmas season isn't beating you down too much. Isn't tapping out your wallet like it, uh, like it is for me. <coughs> uh, my mom sent me a little extra cash for, uh, Christmas purchases. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to take care of myself. Got me a little Chris, early Christmas present. So, yeah, it's just, it's just straight. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, get all my shout-outs and recognitions and shit out the way real quick. Shout-out to all of the listeners across the various streaming platforms and social media accounts, um, be it uh, Twitter, where you can follow me at... Uh, Coffee Black 216. I don't know why that. Uh, Coffee Black with no K 216 on Twitter. You can call, follow us at uh, OG underscore Philip the First and Love, Sex, and Water on Instagram. Uh, one of those is an art page that is splattered with uh, lots and lots of inspirational shit for me. You know, things that I enjoy in my life, things that I've seen. Uh, all of the work is done by me. So, uh, yeah, man, get that shit to check out. That's Love, Sex, and Water on Instagram. You're probably already following me at OZ underscore Philip the First. That's just my regular old page where I post bullshit and memes. And uh, to get with us on Facebook, you know, all one word, Fire in the Kitchen podcast. You know, if you uh, if you want to point somebody in the direction of this show, we are available on every streaming app there is. Number one of which being the Anchor app, the one I use to record this show every single day. And if you have something to say, if you feel as if uh, you could contribute to the podcast space in a healthy way, Anchor is the app for you. It allows you to record, edit, and post, and host uh, multiple uh, podcasts if you would like. Um, so yeah, man, shit. Shout out to the Anchor app. Shout out to the anybody who's using uh, the Apple Podcast app. Apple Podcast is uh, really, really important. Um, to uh, ingrating myself into mainstream podcasting culture. If you enjoy this show, if you love this show, if you love anything about me, my voice, my cadence, all of this, make sure I get a five-star rating if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app and make sure you comment down in the comment section. I really don't give a fuck what you say. You can say whatever you want. It's just those uh, those actions drive up my interaction on on Apple, so, you know, just more engagement, you know, being more involved with your boy, you know, everything is fine, uh, Spotify, man, Spotify is, uh, actually my number one streaming app when it comes to music and podcasting, I listen to most of my shows on the Spotify app, and it is a great place to find new music, especially, especially, especially 
the Fire in the Kitchen Sleeper Section Podcast. The Fire in the Kitchen Sleeper Section Podcast is only hosted on Spotify, and I post maybe one to two to three new songs, and they're not necessarily new, but they're least or less heard of songs, They something that you might not hear on the radio. So if you're into, um, let's say, hipster, hipster music, if you're, if you're a music hipster like I am, uh, the Fire in the Kitchen Sleeper Section Podcast is for you. Uh, shout out to the listeners, man. Shout out to anybody who's been listening across uh, the various streaming platforms since day one. I've been doing this show quite a while now, probably since the middle of June. It's about, uh, it's about six months, man. I'm like 100, 100 uh, over 100 shows deep. And uh, I get a good response, man. You know. So shout out to everybody who's been participating. Shout out to my day ones. Shout out to my last times. First time, last time, long time listeners, man. So, yeah. um, Big fight coming up this weekend. Big fight coming up this weekend. A um, lot of lot of historical implications going on real pretty. You know, uh, this is a... Uh, this is big shit, you know, to the history of boxing, to the history of pugilistic arts, if you will. Um, Andy Ruiz Jr. I said that lame out loud and um, automatically assuming that most of you who are listening to this right now probably don't know and have no idea who this guy is. And I'll admit, before his first fight with uh, the former champion Anthony Joshua, I didn't know who the fuck he was either. I had no idea. But, uh, <laughs> boy, did he prove himself. You know, they say uh, it only takes one night and one good punch to uh, make a boxing, and that's exactly what happened. You know anything about boxing, you know this, this Ruiz Jr. Anthony Joshua fight, the first one. One of the biggest fucking upsets in boxing history. You know, so right up there with Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. I mean, here he is, Andy Ruiz. Shorter, pudgier, uh, Mexican-American champ, a uh, Mexican-American fighter. Not a, not a lot of accolades when it, when it comes to this game. You know what I'm saying? He had a spotless record. He had, he had one loss. One loss leading up to the Joshua Baby Miller was disqualified and suspended for a drug test violation. <clears throat> so, automatically, my man Ruiz is coming in at a disadvantage. He's coming in as the underdog. Here it is. This man, Anthony Joshua, was the holder of three-fourths of the uh, undisputed heavyweight championship. You know, in boxing, there are, uh, quote-unquote, four leagues. There's the IBF, there's the WBC, there's the WBA, and the WBO. Anthony Joshua had three of the four of those titles. One belonging to uh, Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber, someone I've talked about on this show before. He is the WBC world heavyweight champion. So the deck was stacked against my man Ruiz, you know. Underdog fight. 
took the fight on short notice. You know, he doesn't uh he doesn't have the look, he doesn't have the body of a of a world champion. Anthony Joshua looks like he's been crafted out of clay, carved out of stone. He looks like a bronze idol. When you go to the Greek islands and shit, you see all of those statues. You go in the museum, you see motherfuckers all flexed out. The definition of that is Anthony Joshua. He's well spoken. He's a British. Uh, he's, he's articulate. He's uh, he's funny. He's charismatic. He's all the things that you would want from a superstar fighter. He is the complete opposite of everything that Andy Ruiz is. You know, so um, I was a bit taken aback when he knocked him out. He changed the fucking face of boxing, man. Like, 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 seriously, we were we were headed into uh, a possible uh, the, the possible winner of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder pouring on to face Anthony Joshua. It was already a foregone conclusion until my man Ruiz came in with that big belly and that dad bod and that lightning hand speed in the heart of a fucking champion. And he changed the face of what boxing is going to look like for the next five years. In our minds, in the minds of boxing fans, in the minds of the media, in the minds of the onlookers, this was a foregone conclusion. And now here we are, we're sitting on the precipice of uh, an unofficial tournament for the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. All it takes is one punch, man. All it takes is one night. All it takes is the ultimate belief in yourself that you could be the champ. You could be the heavyweight champion of the world. You know, so I had to go back and I had to do my research. Because some people were calling the fight a fluke. Some people were saying, oh, man, he got lucky. It was a lucky punch. A lucky knockout. He was that in the third. Oh, Anthony Joshua had a bad camp. Ah, uh, <coughs> Which is all fine and well. You should you you should expect certain doubts when <coughs> an underdog comes in and becomes the champion. <coughs> but when you go back and you look at the boy fight, man, get the fuck out of here. I mean, this dude is good. He's great. He's a great boxer. He's a great, a great boxer. He's a great fighter. Not only does he have the heart of the lion, but like I said, man, unbelievable hand speed for a heavyweight. He fights, he, he throws punches like a middleweight. He throws punches in bunches. I'm talking about 13, 14 punch combinations at heavyweight. Not to mention, uh, he's outweighed by Anthony Joshua. Oh, not to mention, he's <laughs> shorter than Anthony Joshua. Not to mention, his reach is Way less than Anthony Joshua. You know, the strategy for him would have been in to go in, get inside, clean him up, grind it out, and, and, and try to make it a long game. You know, he walked in the ring unafraid, and he walked out the world heavyweight fucking champion. Changed his entire life. Changed it in the entire trajectory of him and his family's life. With one punch. One fucking knockout. I mean, that's, that's a metaphor for life, yo. 
I'm sure. I mean, this man was 31 and one. <coughs> he had fights. He had experience. He'd been in there. He'd been in some dog fights. He's been in some situations, man. <coughs> He's seen adversity. Went his entire life, uh, you know, living his dream, but not reaching the pinnacle of success that his talent should have grown her. He's an extremely talented individual. He's an extremely thoughtful man. Um, I've watched interviews on him after the fight. I've watched uh, highlights of his fights before the the, the first Joshua fight, and uh, you know he's the same guy going through. Genuine, compassionate guy who loves his family, and I think that's what drove him to knock that motherfucker out. I'm doing this for my family, man. man was so confident in himself that uh, when Big Baby Miller had to call out of the fight, I should have to say fight, got suspended. When Big Baby Miller got suspended, uh, Weez was hitting the promoter like, hey, man, look, I'll take this fight, man. I, I Watch my fight on Saturday. See how I put this Russian down and then line me up against your boy. I'm ready. The supreme confidence in knowing, man, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Always being ready. You never know. The championship match might be right around the motherfucking corner. You train yourself. Get your body right. Keep your mind always in shape. Always where it's supposed to be. You never know, man. You be the heavyweight champion of the motherfucking world. You could be the nigga that knocks out the heavyweight champion of the motherfucking world. You know? You stay prepared, nothing is a surprise. I mean, because when my man won, he, he was excited. You know, jumped around like anybody would who won the world heavyweight championship. You know, there's excitement, of course. But he didn't seem surprised at all. It's like he knew this shit was going to happen. He, he, uh, he said before the fight, you know, I'm shocking the world. This is, this is destiny right here. And he was unstoppable in his pursuit. That's the big lesson here, you know what I'm saying? Being unstoppable in your pursuit of your goals and your dreams. Regardless of what they say, you might not look the motherfucking part. You might not have all of the physical gifts of your opponent. <clears throat> but don't let nobody outwork you. Don't let nobody outthrow you. Don't let nobody outpunch you. We all got a puncher's chance, man. Shit before you know it, goddamn. The tide could turn. You, you, you could be the champ. And then the rest of the world is gunning for you. You know, you want to get into the psychology behind this shit, my man. Anthony Joshua, Joe, I, Anthony Joshua has been running around 
for a long time without real competition. After he locked out old man Klitschko, it was like, all right, shit. Nothing but clear space. Just keep it funky. He's been, he's been avoiding Wilder for a while. <coughs> you know, that fight's supposed to have been happening a long time ago. He's been avoiding that fight for a while. You know, he took the Ruiz fight thinking it was going to be an easy go. Boy, how that fucked up. I could tell uh, halfway through that fight, he had checked out. He was done. Body language read <coughs> like a man who was finished. <coughs> it comes in an immense amount of pressure with being a champion, especially in a sport like boxing. Well, your, your failure is uh, paramount on the fact that you're getting your ass beat, literally. You know, a loss in football is different than a loss in boxing. You come down to a field goal that you <coughs> have no control over as a quarterback. You know, in golf, you only control the swing, you know what I'm saying, like. Ain't nobody beating on you after you lose. It's only in fight sports where a loss is predicated by you laying on a mat or a canvas unresponsive at times or standing in the corner and looking the ref into the eyes and, and acknowledging the fact that you can't go anymore. You can't. Your body won't allow you. You know, there, there have been fighters who've been beat to death because their heart won't let them walk out of the ring. They die on the mat or they, they die later in the hospital. Because of the, the drive and the, the, the Determination to be the champion of the motherfucking world won't allow them to leave that ring without their hand being raised. There's something to be said about that championship mentality, man. I talked about it on, on here before. It's one of my earlier shows. You got to grind like you're trying to make this all fan, man. You got to grind like you're trying to win it with the championship. Had championship goals, man. Like Drake saying, "Say we need some really big rings, man." Thought process is, is I'm going to win the championship. Nothing is going to stop me from hoisting that trophy or that ring or that belt above my head. Shout out to Andy Ruiz Jr., man. A brother with a body who. Uh, he does not look like what you would think the heavyweight champion of the world would look like. 
Family man loves his wife, takes care of his children, travels everywhere with his father. California born, of Mexican descent. He looks like a regular average Joe. He looks like a guy who who would be working alongside you at your factory job or or you know another line cook on, in the kitchen. He looks like the prep cook. Well, my man is the champion of the world. And he became champion of the world on the night when nobody thought he had a motherfucking chance. Every professional boxing Analyst, correspondent, fighter, everybody gave all of the motherfuckers. He was a he was a, a, a hundred and five to one underdog. So anybody who bet on that man that night was a millionaire instantly. That's how you go in there and you prove a motherfucker wrong. I gotta get myself ready for work. Man. Oh, man. I am uh, currently watching American Gods. Along with all my other shows. So. next episode, I'm going to get into my man Shadow Moon a little bit. He's dealing with some shit, bro. He's dealt with some some things in his life. He's gone through some pain. And, um, I can relate. So, uh, yeah. Man Myth Legend. Kid Coffee Black. Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Shout out to Nikki and Phil. Uh, those are two very legendary people as well. Um, yeah, man. Fire.